Hi, I'm Melanie Allison, and I'm your host of All The Things. Hello, this is Melanie, your host of All The Things, and our special guest today is Miss Shan Fannin. You go by Shan or Shannon or Shan? Shan. Shan. Well, Shan for work. And sweetness at home, oh. and and Shannon when I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, the full name treatment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm called Babe. Oh, so there you go. It's kind of hard to find your spouse in a store when you're babe. going Babe out loud, but, <laughs> but that's what I use. Um, so today we're going to be interviewing Shan. She is a local artist here in the Austin area. You're not in Georgetown, are you? No, no. So yeah, so. She is an Austin artist. She is a realist vehicle painter of cars, motorcycles, airplanes, and more. And you're also a magazine writer? I am. Awesome sauce. I am. Um, I was going to do an icebreakers game like I started with my last guest. Awesome. This one is pick a card. And whatever, I guess, I don't want to say suit. Is it suit? Yeah, suit. Or number. Number. Suit and number. It's not suit. We'll do its number. Anyways, I'll ask you that question. So go ahead and pick a card. Pick a card. I want this one right here. Okay. What, what number did you get? I got five of hearts. What is your favorite book? Pride and Prejudice. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm a Mr. Darcy girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, all I think is Colin Firth. But no, <laughs> I, no, I have a thing for Matthew McFadden because he um, he did MI5 and he's done all kinds of stuff. He did, um, oh, what was that? Oh, that Are was, you implying that you like British? I do. Oh, my gosh. I love BBC. Yeah. BBC stuff. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually watching... Um, uh, mystery right now, Father Brown. It's weird. I feel like I know. I've seen it's the a great commercials series. for it. Yeah, it's five five uh, seasons, and it's like this really great um, uh, minister, uh, Catholic yes. priest, and he's also a sleuth. It's good. I it's like I've Sherlock. Seen, yes. Yeah. See, that's how I think I know it because my husband watches Sherlock. Yeah. And then like those commercials for yeah. that comes on. It's good. It's oh, good. Awesome. I love. BBC. Like, I like the Graham Norton show. Oh, yes. We used to watch The Mighty Boosh, which yes. is like a comedy show. Um, I could go I know. On. I love see that We have a whole other podcast talking about BBC stuff. <laughs> there you go. Never mind about art. We're just going to talk about the BBC, <laughs> all right? Exactly. Okay, let's pick another card. Pick another card. Okay, I want this one right here. Okay. What'd you get? Don't uh, say it's a five. Nine of spades. Nine? Oh, my favorite movie. Well, gosh. Actually, my very, very favorite movie is called The Quiet Man, and it's got John Wayne in it, and he's in Ireland, and he's oh, a God. boxer, and he's trying to get away from murdering someone on accident in the ring, and he falls in love with um, um, someone who's from Ireland, and her brother's this big, strong guy who doesn't want her to marry away because he's got her, you know, she cleans the house and takes care oh, of him. And it's, it's, it's very, very romantic. It's an older movie. It's like in the 50s. Well, but, yeah. But you said John Wayne. I was like, yeah. but this isn't the typical no, John Wayne movie. No, well, see, my husband and I, we've been married 27 years, and we got married on St. Patrick's Day. So oh. that's the movie that I always watch for our anniversary. Oh. You know? Squishy. Don't ask. Squishy. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I love that term. I love squishy. Yeah. Okay, one more. All right, one more. This one's calling to me. All right, 10. What would be... Okay, I feel like this is... This is like luck of the draw. It's this like a perfect be... segue into to the actual interview. What is your favorite, or I would say... Okay, what's your favorite car now, and what would be your dream car? Okay, my favorite car now, I... Gosh, there's so many. I love McLarens. I love... Audi R8. Wow. My dream car, actually, believe it or not, is an old Chevy truck. I painted one, big mm -hmm. giant. Uh, there's just something about that grill. It looks like a giant smile, mm -hmm. and it's. Uh, and, it's I'm, well, and it's. It sounds cliche, but I love to smile, and so mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of my personality. It's old, but you, you know what I mean. Wait, are you saying you're calling yourself <laughs> well, old? No, too? no, but I would. I would. I would paint it to look yeah. a little bit newer, but you right. know, an old, uh, you know, Shiny. yeah, a nice wooden flat bed, and and it's got character oh, yeah. and some style, and you know, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's fun. Well, it's fun. that's. That's awesome because I've always wanted a 55 T-Bird. Oh, think. yeah. We well, you know we have a 61. 
Yeah, I know. That's the giant, that's the big <laughs> one, right? Oh, yeah. We have to, to measure like, the garage. That's awesome. <laughs> My husband's like, oh, that's pretty much like buying a new car. And it I was is. like, oh, well, can't we just buy an old one and like fix it up? He's like, no, seriously, like just to find an old 55 T-Bird. Yeah, it is. Well, and folks lot. don't realize too, when you have an, an older vehicle, like I said, we have a 61. Um, we ha actually also have um, uh, an old Land Rover. At one time we had five Land Rovers. Wow. My husband was a Land Rover president in Austin. But, oh, wow. Um, the one thing about having an older car, it's a labor of love. Your driveway is constantly full of oil. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you're, you're buying kitty litter. kitty litter all the time. <laughs> um, actually, my husband, um, he's broken things on there, and it's like, well, there goes another $500. There just goes another. But the, the good side is that older cars don't have computers like we do yes. nowadays. And that's my husband's complaint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can, you know, gee, the, um, I don't know, catalytic converter or whatever broke, you can get in there on a weekend mm -hmm. with some friends and a pack of beer, you know, six pack of beer or whatever. Right. And fix it. Yep. You know, whereas nowadays you need to have an engineering degree to fix it. So or yeah. take it to the dealership yeah. where it's expensive. Yeah, just start throwing cash. <laughs> Seriously. So we're gonna get into. Um, I'm gonna get comfy. Shoes are coming off. Go girl. Um, we're gonna get into the interview. And my first question was going to be like, I, I did research on your website, which by the way is super thorough. Are you stalking me? Is that what I have to. I have to do my research, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. I was, I was stalking you <laughs> this weekend to be prepared. Okay, I got this. Yeah, but yeah, I was going to ask you what your background is. Like, I, I know, but the listeners don't know maybe. So like, where are you from? What schooling do you have? And what jobs have you had up to this point? Well, I got a scholarship to be a special needs drawing teacher in 80... <laughs> 87. Since it was a while ago. It was a while ago. Um, got married before I even finished a semester of college. Uh, joined a family business. Mm -hmm. um, things went on, and then I left that and worked for um, several companies as a contractor or whatever. Um, I was a secretary to a marketing director in a big corporation in California. Wow. And one day she came in, she said, I'm leaving town. My husband or my boyfriend's stalking me. And <gasps> yeah, and so no one knew her job, and, and oh. I knew her job. And so wow. the president of the company hired me as a marketing director, which was awesome. I get to work with magazines and newspapers. Yes, absolutely. Um, Love that job, absolutely. And then we had our kiddo move from San Francisco to Austin. I had um, a daycare, licensed daycare. I had a mural business. Wow. Yeah. Um, we homeschooled our kiddo for 16 years. Wow. And he started college early. He's a welder now. But he started college early. And um, I had reached a point. I was, I was about 44 years old. And I'd reached a point. It's like, well, now what? Yeah. And my husband says, well, you know, you haven't been back to your art, wanting to go back to that. And so I thought, oh, shoot. So I took a couple classes. Uh, actually, I took one class in particular at, at ACC, our local community college. Mm -hmm. um, and there was an older man who was a teacher there who has passed, sadly, since then. Aww. But um, he pulled me aside. And he says, you know, it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter. Just if it comes from your heart. And I thought, what great advice, you know? And he saw something in me. I was so terrified about, you know, going back to art and everything. And it just started snowballing from then. And um, I started taking uh, life drawing classes. Mm -hmm. And I love drawing the human figure. And I do them abstractly. There's just something about it. I love doing it. And um, during that time, my husband bought our old car and uh, we went to a car show and he says hey you know why don't you try painting a car I thought, oh I can't I can't were you like intimidated by very very well the thing that drew me to it is um I love reflections me too there's there's something about it it's distorted when you look at yes. a reflection from a car outside or whatever it's all bent reality mm -hmm. I love that like and the so, reflection of light exactly 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 and, and so the, the, me drawing figures abstractly to me that was a segue it was yeah. perfect Right. For drawing that, so I um, I painted a, a sixteen by twenty uh, canvas of a, an orange uh, GMC truck, and I still have it in the living room. And I hate it, but my husband says I can't get rid of it because it's, it's your where first I, baby. Yeah, it's where I started. <laughs> I'm like, oh, every time I look at it, like, oh, I hate it. But um, and so yeah, that that's that's really what started it. And we started going to um, car shows. Um, our car's been around the F1 track twice. What? Yeah, before races um, used to be at um, before F1 in Austin, they would have vintage cars around Austin take the drivers. So he's driven um, Marcus Erickson, Fleet Massa, which Fleet Massa has been a world wow. winner many times. But um, and so that really got us going. But we've done parades and other things. And so we go to car events. We went to England, like I mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, last year, and um, I love the people. I just love. There's so many stories. The community, the car it community. It is. It's it's really an, and it's a very welcoming culture, which I love. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that. awesome. So that's that, me. Oh, so that's me, and the interview's <laughs> over. No, I'm just kidding. We've got like 30 more minutes. I'm just kidding. So 
to explain that's what I do, yeah. quote unquote, explain the type of art that you do, like now. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of folks say um, there's there's so many different categories of art, and when I started off doing cars. I, I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to kind of give an idea of what I'm painting and then just do my own thing. And as I progressed, actually this month is three years I've been a professional vehicle artist. Woo-hoo! So over that time, I, things evolve. You were constantly changing. And mm-hmm. so over that time, my eyes changed, my technique has changed. I paint a lot with my hands. Well, no, I, I, when I first discovered that, <laughs> I was like, there's no way. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people, when they find that out about your yeah. work, like looking at it, it doesn't look like fingers were involved. Yeah, it's totally brush. I do. Especially like the backgrounds or um, sky reflections. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I saw like your fingers working on like a headlight or something. Yeah, I, lo- I love, uh, so I'll get paint on my hands. Um, I use um, I use uh, golden or Liquitex paints, uh, okay. acrylics, and I just get in there and I make messes. And <laughs> it's funny because my studio is a disaster on painting. It looks like a tornado. And I, I'm like this crazy obsessed artist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I see these artists who they will show photos online and it's just impeccable. And go, oh, that's not me. <laughs> no. No, that's like when Sarah Maldonado, our guest last week, she's a painter too. And we were ta- we were laughing together that like, and Shan can see this now and attest to this. Like my house is, I'm OCD. Like I, my it's house beautiful. is speak, But yes. when I paint, I don't change my water. You probably will. You yeah. do, but I'm just like I don't. I'm just in the moment. You do. I'm painting and like if I'm messy and gross, it's fine. Like I feel like it's the complete opposite of how I tend to house. Yeah, so. yeah. I like to have my house really clean too, and and uh, maybe quite this to week. balance the chaos. It, I think it is too, and painting. it's funny. My my studio at the end of the day. It, I pick up a little bit, but I can close that door and know yes. that's my thing. The one disadvantage to being at home and having a studio at home, though, is that work is always there. Mm-hmm. Always there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be watching something. We'll have dinner. We'll watch a little bit of something. And my husband and my son are gamers, and so they'll go game. I'm like, well, I guess I'll go paint. And, yeah. you know, I'll be painting till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And my husband's like, take the night off, you know. I was like, oh, but I gotta, I gotta. And the work is so yeah. easily accessible in the other room. Yeah. And so. if you're inspired... Go for it. Yeah. Because I know that's hard to come by sometimes if you get painter's block. It happens. Well, that was where I was going to ask, like, how do you, how do you find time? Because I was laughing to myself when I was looking at your website this weekend. I was like, oh my gosh, she paints. She's submitting all this work to all these different shows. You write for magazines and blogs. You're taking photos around the clock and keeping everybody up to date on like social media of Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Um, obviously your, your website is up to date. I mean, it is up to date. Like (laughs) I just went to the art hop. It's on there. Um, and then that is, you attend art shows and events and charity events. So maybe with you saying you stay up till 11 o'clock at night, do you sleep? Like when do you find time? I do. I do. Well, you know, the thing, like I said, I was a marketing director before and my besides painting for myself I really feel called to give back to my community mm-hmm. and the way for me to do that is to share the knowledge that I have in marketing and so I write but um for me I'm constantly telling folks it's kind of like when you raise a child they're they get to a point like yeah I got this man I'm the most awesome oh wait they're going through puberty oh man I messed this up you know what I mean <laughs> and so it's kind of like that with, with what I do is you know I'm painting and I've got the marketing I've got the sales and I got a gallery show oh I got this all set and something will happen and then it's just in chaos again and and so the way I look at it you just got to go with it you know mm-hmm. and and you got to make time and and there's days um where I tell myself okay I'm not going to get on social media today I'm just not going to do it and then I will get to a point where I'll be painting I'm like okay I need to look <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need to look. <laughs> I need to skip. I need to skip. So, uh, perspective of the yeah. outside world. And so I'm trying really hard. I although I ext- I think social media is extremely important for the artist nowadays, which is and it's a great tool. It's mm-hmm. also a huge distraction. Um, yeah. And um, you know, it's like when the TV was invented, everyone thought, well, you know, this is a horrible thing, but it's not. It's got amazing information, but it also can pull you away from everything else. Yes. And so I think that is the way it is with social media and with computers and phones, especially your phones right there in your pocket. That's the thing. It's like constantly being on the phone. And as an artist, we have to market ourselves yeah. or else, I mean, they're not going to come to you because they, they, you have to put it out there that I'm here and here's my work. And so exactly. just being on uh, Instagram and Facebook and the website and everything, yeah. um, so much easier than when I was in college and thinking I was 
you know, once I got my fine arts degree, I was going to get a jobby job. It's yeah. like that at the time was more of who you knew. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, golly, you put a picture up on Instagram and you can be a internet star. You can. You can. I've actually heard um, Leonardo DiCaprio's bought art off of Instagram. Hello. Oh, well, I think I've heard that yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, and, and people are watching. Yeah. Well, and we, we actually <laughs> talked about that last night. I posted um, someone, had, I, I posted a story that someone, um, I, occasionally I tell artists to go online and look up your name. You'll never Google know what you'll yourself. find. Google yourself, right? And so I go by Shan or Shannon. So I looked up both, and I happened across two articles. Yes. One, one was from Brazil, and one was from Turkey. And yep. the Turkey one was hilarious with with the the uh, translation. I just was laughing so hard. Oh. <laughs> but you have to be really careful when you put images online. Mm-hmm. As an artist, we're, we're extremely fortunate, um, which I unfortunately think sometimes hurts galleries. Yeah. Because as an artist, we can we can sell our own work mm-hmm. and we get a hundred percent. We don't have to give away that 50% or, and I've heard up to 80% of Ooh. times like, Oh my gosh. So as an artist, that's great. However, there are the bad guys out there who will also steal your, your yes. uh, copyright. Thing. Yeah. One of my very best friends, excuse me, had um, one of her images that she put full, full resolution and it was stolen. And so I think it was last year, year before that, someone had mentioned to her, Hey, there's pillows of your image from China. And there's some vet in, you know, Seattle who's got blankets with your image Are on you it. And, kidding no, me? And, and so that's, you know, some folks think that it's very unprofessional to, uh, put a, a lower resolution or not put, uh, you know, watermark. have watermark and I, no, sorry, you're protecting yourself. No way. You know, and it's hard as they could like crop it out, but then you have a watermark in the back. Yeah. But I mean, that's something you have to think yeah. about nowadays. But, yeah. But you know, the way I look at it, you put a watermark on there. Yeah. Uh, someone who's really good with Photoshop can take it off. I don't want to make it easy for them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's true. I, I think, you know, you got to think about it this way. Okay. You, you've worked your life to have a beautiful home and you have your things in your home, are you just going to leave your front door open and say, come on in, <laughs> take on it? In. You know what I mean? Rip, rip my work off the Exactly. Internet. And so it's the same thing as an artist. You know, everything that we create, we, we wear our heart on our sleeves. And so why would I open the door and say, sure, take this stuff I work so hard to make? I know. You know, like my paintings, there are times I, I can do a painting mm, probably about 10 days to a month, which is pretty fast for some artists. That's right. It's pretty fast. But you know, that's, that's time I've invested. I don't want someone to say that, take that image online and go, I'm going to make calendars with that or coasters or whatever. And so, yeah, yeah that's yucky. It. Yeah. Well, then that's, that's a good kind of a reference back to what we were talking about. Like, how do you find time? Cause you do all these things, but that just drives home the point. You've yeah. spent so much time marketing yourself and creating this work. And then for someone to just to Snag it. Snag it. Yeah. Not cool. Not no. cool. Turkey and yeah. boy and, and, Yeah. And, and it happens all the time. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a huge, a huge boost to your morale when you see somebody across the world who values your work, but at the same time, like, wait, but that's what he was asking me last night when we were talking to each other. Cause we're, we're friends in real life yeah. and uh, colleagues, but I was like, so they just like didn't contact you. Mm-mm. They just wrote an article on you and your work and you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so strange. To yeah, me. it is strange. Like you would think they would want to let you know about it. Yeah. What I mean, well, I'm starting to see my work, and which is great. This is another yeah avenue here. I'm starting to see my work on car sites, which, as a woman, yes, as not Let's a talk about that. that yes, <laughs> as a woman, I've had. I, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for three years now. I've I've had people like the article that was from Turkey. He did this and hit his this, and I'm like. Well, cable the name Shannon can be a guy or <gasps> girl's name, and so but folks see they reference you as a male. They automatically, they, they automatically think I'm a guy, which is OMG. Uh, yeah, I got, they didn't do their <laughs> research like that, like I did, and look at your website. No. Well, they had to have done something, right? I don't. How know. How do they just write an article on you without? Well, I have articles out there. Uh, uh, Board Panda and uh, gosh, I mean, just all kinds of. Uh, I just did a um, eight page uh, article in where women create business, and so mm-hmm. my my images are out there. My story is out there yeah. and go to my website and um but yeah it's it's funny that they automatically assume i'm a man it's mm. like no i'm a mom yeah <laughs> I'm dude. A girl. we'll get into that yeah. uh rude <laughs> um so this weekend you were really busy right yeah, like with f1, f1. Yeah. so i saw that you donated a um a print i did of your 4gt yeah um, but it was for the Buxton Bash. Yep, yep, and for uh, Susan G. Komen for uh, yes. the Breast Cancer Foundation. Yeah, yeah, and so I was like, "Who's Buxton?" And then I saw that he's like a Buxton. NBC F1 commentator, Will Buxton. He is. He is the guy who talks to all the drivers. He's yeah. in the pits. He's and he smelled so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
friend was funny. He's from England and he... Um, oh, he's British? Yes. Oh, he's oh, stop quite it. handsome too. Yeah, he was. Don't tell my husband I said that. Um, <laughs> you can just have him like... I call him my boyfriend and my husband's like totally fine with that because that means I just have like a little crush on him. Yeah, just a five minute crush there. But, um, but it was funny because um, I had, I had uh, been asked the... Well, do you want a quick story? Okay, so last year, last year I had volunteered, well not volunteered, I'd been asked by our local Harley Davidson to do a charity painting of one of their motorcycles. And they're like, hey, we're going to buy it and this and that. So I was all excited, I'd been working out for a month getting ready for this event. That same day, um, I got called by someone who does a podcast here in town for cars, and they said, I went to lunch with one of the photographers for F1, talked about you, showed your portfolio, you're invited to their private party. It's tonight. Ooh, do, you have anything, do you have anything fancy to wear? And nice. I thought, oh my word. Like I, that day? That day. Woo. Only two you hours. clear your calendar. <laughs> you know, only two hours before my charity event, I had planned for a month. And so I was at a dilemma. Do I do this thing that oh, is no. life changing or do I keep my word? Oh. And so I kept my word. And I was so angry the whole night at myself. And I thought, oh my <laughs> gosh. Why universe? You know, and, and, and I told the guy with the podcast, I said, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. But at the same time, I can't. I can't. But that was a good thing because yeah. he knew I'm one of the good guys. I kept my word. And so uh, I got asked um, just a couple of weeks ago, hey, private bash, this and that, we would like you to donate to Susan G. Komen. And he knows, we've talked before, that the gentlemen's for Speed City, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, he uh, he knows that I donate one piece of art per year, which actually this year is two pieces. But anyway, um, and so I decided I was going to take one of my limited edition uh, prints of one of my recent paintings I sold, had it framed, it's a $1,200 uh, donation. Nice. But um, Yeah, but uh, it was it was really Good awesome. karma. Yeah, it was, you know, and I, and, I, and I believe in that. I really believe in that. What goes around comes around. Exactly. Put out the good positive I do. and more I do. will come your way. Well, not a lot of times you don't. It's like, just do it. Just do it. And and don't have in the back of your head, this will come back to me. Just do it. Yeah, and, but it will. Absolutely. It will. Just like I also think the opposite side, too. I've seen that happen where the bad guys are like, oh, you got it back, did you? Hmm. That's awesome. Well, I need to see that more often. <laughs> it well, happens. Did you see any celebrities at the uh, um, event with being around Formula well, One and all that? There was uh, Lance Stroll was there, uh, F1 driver, and then, um, oh gosh, what was his name? Uh, Roman Grosjean. And he's also, like he's from Haas Racing, and then uh, Stroll is from Martini Racing, and um, he's really young. Uh, my favorite team is uh, Max Verstappen and um, Daniel Ricciardo. They're with Team Red Bull. Cool. And actually, they're they're awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> but we're house divided because my husband wants the Martini to win, and I want the other one. So we're wearing our different shirts, Ooh, and it's y'all good. are hardcore wearing <laughs> the jerseys. Or is it like racing oh, yeah. shirts oh, and yeah. everything? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see here. So you were also a part of a, another exhibition that was like a charity event. Um, I think that wrapped up on Sunday, Build Hope Not Walls. Yeah, that was awesome. And I noticed like several artists that I'm friends with and that are also published in Bevy were involved um, yeah. in the magazine. Uh, do you mind explaining what that was about, like the actual organization? And I want to know how your brick came to be. Yes. Yes. So because I it was an auction, right? It was. It made the most. Yeah. <laughs> one of my co- one of my collectors from California bought it for over six hundred dollars. Yay! Yeah. Good job. I know that that goes to like it was like four organizations yeah. that benefit and assist refugees and immigrants. Yeah. Yeah. So I got contacted by uh, Nick Ramos, who used to be a curator in here in Georgetown um, for uh, the gallery, and he's moved on to do his own thing. He's an amazing illustrator. Um, he's also an immigrant, oh. and. Um, he had this great idea one day, you know, with all the things going on with our culture right now. And mm-hmm. um, my family, my, my grandparents came from Yugoslavia. And so many of us, I mean, everybody, yeah. you know. I'm, my, I'm descendants of immigrants. Yeah, too, absolutely. So, you know, yeah. I mean. Aren't we all? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, look of. at the food, the, the, the music, the clothing. I mean, I just, it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. That's why I love to travel. But anyway, yes, he, he called me while I was painting one day. And he says, you know, I've got this idea. Would you be interested? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know it, you know, definitely. Yeah. And, um, and he says, you know, what we're going to do is on a brick. And we're going to, um, you know, have 150 uh, artists. And actually, some of them are international artists. Yeah. Um, do your own thing. Do it, you know, feels good for you. And then we'll put them up for auction. And then the four organizations had to do with, um, you know, helping new Americans, um, doctors, helping with children. I mean, there was just, it was just good stuff all around, you know. Um, the great thing was 100% of the, of the, um, 
proceeds went to these four organizations. Oh, the artists cool. made nothing. Um, Again, another like donation on your part. Yeah, a donation. And then, um, you know, I bought t-shirts. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it, but it was one of those things, to me, I like I said, I, I try to give one piece a year. Last year I gave um, to a Wounded Warriors Project. Oh, yeah. And so I try to um, find an organization that really calls to me as an artist and I'm sure you probably have this too you know oh you create we well, can just whip that out yeah. and you can just donate it right now you know and it's like you're asking a, a composer you know make me a you know symphony or whatever you know it just wait a minute it takes work it takes time and so yeah. so many people are coming at us all the time and so I, I told myself I want to give back yeah but I have to be very careful. Um, and as another thing as an artist as well, and someone told me this a long time ago, and I think it's true, never give away something that's just at the back of your closet. Yeah. You know, because we all have that stuff. It's like, well, that didn't sell. I'll just give that away. Well, you never know who's going to be at that charity function or whatever and I mean, that's see a, that. That's like a business card. That's an extension of exactly. you. It represents you and who you are. You don't want to just give something like exactly. not as meaningful to you away. Exactly. And it has importance. Exactly. So, yeah, so we, um, we created bricks. So my brick, was an old um, Chevy Bel Air, and the reason why I painted a car, obviously I paint cars, but to me, um, one of the places I want to visit is Cuba. Oh yeah, I this. My it's gosh. like time. It had froze, like obviously froze with all the yeah. politics and things. Yeah. But the cars there. Yeah, I mean, are oh. classic cars that oh. are still up and going. Yeah, well, and they and they because they were kind of cut off. Mm -hmm. They had to uh, make their own parts and yeah. you know figure out how to. So it's kind of like a time capsule. And to me, that's I mean, vintage cars are quite sexy yes. to me. And so I agree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, although I love supercars and things, but um, there's something about a vintage car that. Um, the lines are different and uh, you know we're very angular nowadays where those are very I don't know uh, very sexy very kind of like you know Italian supermodel look you know what I mean yeah you know, just they're I don't know if you want to yeah com compare it like like human wise yeah that's, <laughs> that's, so to me there's a fancy word for yeah you know they got curves and, and things like that so that was that was my uh, my nod to to uh, to immigrants is um the cars from, from Cuba. And so that's what I painted down there. But there was, it, it was amazing stories. One of the, um, the artists, uh, Larry Jolly here in town, he's a surrealist artist. He also does uh, work as charity with him and his wife. Um, they, uh, worked with an African family and his, his brick kind of looked weird, but it had an amazing story with it. So he took the bread that they use in their village and he mixed it with like glue and stuff like that. And then he, yeah. And it's, it was kind of like, what is this brick? But what they did is they, he went over and the family helped him make it Aww. and they made this brick shaped loaf of bread and then they stuck bullet casings on the top oh, wow. and it was his way of saying that's why they left yep. and became Americans is because they were I mean we hear these horrible things with you know children being you know put oh, in militias yeah. and things like that and so that was his way of saying you know this is my political statement and it was like heart-wrenching yeah you know, but everybody had a story. That's what I was going to say. That's what made these bricks like so awesome. And like, I didn't know, I thought you just painted a car and a brick. And no. now knowing that you chose Cuba and yeah. then the vehicles that they have there right now, yeah. um, that, that's like, that just made my yeah. jaw it was, drop. <laughs> it was an amazing event and it was absolutely packed and, um, you know, it was just, it was great. And, and not only that, than the artists. I mean, our, you got to admit, artists are a little strange. <laughs> we're very quirky. quirky. Yes, we're quirky. You know, we've, got, we've got the crazy hair colors and the tattoos and the piercings and mm -hmm. the crazy clothes and everything. But we're extremely accepting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's one of the things I love is that it doesn't matter your age, it doesn't matter your background, it doesn't matter, you know, your skin color or whatever. Non-discriminate. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, you're either you're straight or you're gay or you're a guy or a girl. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so um, that was wonderful, going to the event and seeing all these different ages, all these different, you know, types of folks. We all came together for a cause. And, um, it was like a melting pot. It was. With, it was. With all the, the it was an artists. Honor. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So speaking of us artists being non-discriminate per se... Your female drawing cars and yeah. like classic cars. I saw that you've been doing like vintage airplanes yeah. and like you yeah. paint like motorcycles yeah. and like really close ups of the engine mm -hmm. parts. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, like we talked about with um, that article from Turkey, they were referencing you a as guy. a he. Yeah. So, um, you know, we want to break that stigma mm -hmm. of a female drawing masculine type art. Um, what kind of cars do you paint? Obviously, it sounds like you paint like vintage. I vehicles. do, but you know, to me, it's funny. Um, like for instance, the airplane. We were at a um, a car show, and it was at an airfield, and they happened to have a few airplanes, and 
I walked by my and really funny story. My husband's red green colorblind. He's really oh, wow. colorblind. So to him, red is uh, brown and green is gray. So, oh. Yeah, but we work really good combination together. Yeah, you, <laughs> he's you a great for, vividly. Yeah, he's a great photographer, and I love color. And so we were walking by, and I saw this uh, orange airplane next to the cerulean blue sky, and on the color wheel, those are opposites. Yes. It's very striking. And I told my husband, "Oh, stop, stop, stop! I want you to." a photo of this and he just kind of looked at me funny and now that's his favorite painting i love it <laughs> i have a thing for vintage planes i don't i don't know why i used to pretend that i was a pilot back in the day i might have been just hearing my grandfather's stories even Aww. though he was a merchant marine but just i i don't know i had like this love affair with world i don't know world war i mean you can't have a Maybe I just had an interest in World War II. Like I well, used to pretend, it is fascinating. It yeah, is fascinating. it's fascinating. And I was, I liked, I would swing and think I was like a pi an yeah. airplane pilot. And I would get those little wooden airplanes that you would get, um, like in a little pack from the ice cream man. Oh, and there yeah. were all these old vintage warplanes. And I, maybe it's because they painted on them, like yeah. all the cool paintings and stuff. But yours has like che orange checker yeah, marks on, on the. Yeah. Yeah. On the propeller part? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love that painting too. I love it. Well, I'll tell you that painting actually got chosen to go into, I haven't put it on my website yet, but um, I got chosen uh, to be one of 15 uh, realist artists in the United States to wow. go to Art Miami, which is, Ooh. it's big. So, yeah. Again, she's hustling. <laughs> So the year's not over, and she is still prospecting yeah, all the shows. Yeah. I, well, and I have I have a couple things already going on next year. I'm going to be a, a featured artist for uh, a city about six six hours away from here, um, a three day event, and I'm going to be paid to paint live, and it's oh a big, my it's gosh. a big deal. So yeah, I can't let that out of the bag yet, but it's it's a big deal. So well, you can't let it out of the bag. You just well, told well me. I can't like say where it's. Oh, okay, good, good, good. I was like, oh crud. But I'm I gonna have to bleep this out. But like, no, but. <laughs> And I and I like I said, you know, marketing, marketing. Um, so yep. I had a I had a solo show recently, and I'm constantly telling folks, um, when when you're an artist, don't don't just blanket market. You just mm -hmm. there are people like like Target. I've had folks tell me, oh, you know, I don't like cars, but I like your stuff. I didn't know about your stuff until I saw it online. That's true. You know, I didn't know. You open so, people's eyes. Exactly. So, like, let's say I paint my vehicles and I go, you know, I'm going to get in that gallery. And that gallery owner goes, well, we only have abstracts. Why are you targeting me? You know, and so that you're mm -hmm. wasting your time and their time. Yep. So, you know, the thing with being an artist is that you, you target. So when I'm on Facebook or I'm on Instagram or whatever, I will see a gallery and maybe I'll like the style of the art that they've just posted. And so I will do a little research. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll make a note. I have a notebook. I'm making a go, hey, you know, Jones's gallery or whatever. And then I will go look up Jones's gallery. I go, hey, they've got some stuff that I think my work would fit in. And so, um, that, and so I targeted, I think it was 102 handwritten invitations to my show and I got contacted by three galleries. Yeah. So you sent out 102 handwritten. That was another thing. I um, it's really easy, super cheap. You can go to Vistaprint, you can go to Walgreens, whatever. I have uh, handmade note cards that have some of my work on them, and then you open it up and it has all my information on the inside. Oh, cool. And then you know, because nobody sends notes nowadays. You know, it's all email. Yeah, I like getting mail. I like, know. like that's not a bill. I know. Like, and I, I love correspondence exactly. and I love cards and stationery. So that would be delightful. So the front of it, my, my card, you know, it's got four different of my paintings and it says art by Shan. And then they open it up and then I, you know, I wanted to invite you personally invite you. And then I had my, my postcard that I had blanket, you know, sent out to all my friends or whatever. And so, um, so then I got contacted by, you know, this other organization and some other galleries and stuff like that. And um, one of the galleries that I'm going to be represented by, she was even saying, she says, you know, I never would have known. You know, this is amazing that you sent this to me. I don't get these things. I said, that's just it. You know, uh, the one thing about artists that I've found that just drives me insane, we get so much in our head and we want to stay in the studio all day. And hey, they'll be beating down my door. No. And it doesn't work that no, way. It doesn't work that way. There's so many uh, phenomenal artists that they just want to be in their little, you know, bubble. their little bubble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I just had a, an eight week uh, long uh, business class. Uh, the Central States of the United States called Artist Inc. It took me three years to, to apply to get into it, but um, it was all about business and things like that. And they were one one of the lessons was about social media. And two people in my class were like, I never put anything online. I never put any of my art online. I never do this. But gee, I can't get any sales. I'm like, well, you know, well, that's just you have. I mean, you have to kind of adapt to what is yeah. popular right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you're not 
savvy in that you might want to take a few classes exactly. to learn or have somebody teach you because but that but then it's like I like how you also go back to writing yeah cards yeah um because even though the internet is available to everybody, everybody. that gallery didn't yeah. still find you through the internet yeah. you had to personally it's that extra little thing just little extra, extra things little, yeah well, and like you know like i said you know it's easy to text somebody it's easy to say hey i got this show coming up whatever but you want to set yourself apart mm-hmm. from others and how can you do that maybe make that you know extra effort and so it's funny because we went and saw the eclipse and so i took all these invitations with me i'm in the back seat just writing them away you know and my husband's like look at this over i'm like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I'm she's working around the clock people <laughs> you know but it, you know, and like I said, it all comes back to balance. It comes back to balance and, um, you know, creating and sales and marketing and, and going to shows. And that's another thing is um, it's very easy to just stay at home in my pajamas at the end of the night. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I try to tell myself every January, okay, this year I've got to go to one opening a month uh-huh. or one oh, event wow. a month. That's a good um, goal. Well, and someone told me one time that um, gallery owners really need to see you about four or five times before they actually start to really notice you. Mm-hmm. So if you go to, you know, we've got some amazing galleries here in Austin. If you go to their shows and after about four or five times, like, you know, I've seen you, I've seen you, I've seen you. And you, they can see yeah. your, but they can see that you are supportive of not just your own work, right. but others as yes. well. And it's all about networking. It's all about networking. And it, it you know, people come and go and it's easy to not remember somebody, but if you put your little face out there and kind of, yeah, like you said, put yourself in front of them, you it's your start. You're going to be more like recognizable. And like you said, just, Hey, I've seen you several times. Yeah. And then that's like a good place to strike up a yeah. conversation. And, and hey, I got a business card here. Let's yeah, try. Let's do this now. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Year. Actually, a little funny thing that I do now with business cards, someone uh, pointed this out to me last year and I'm like, oh, I love this idea. So when you meet somebody new and you start talking, which is another thing, know your elevator speech. You know the elevator speech is. No, right? teach me. Okay. An elevator speech is, let's say <laughs> you're in an elevator. You're at the top of an elevator and you've got a minute you know, whatever it takes to get, you know, 15 floors, whatever, a minute to talk about what you do. Someone says, hey, wow. what do you do? And you go, oh, shit. Oops, sorry. No, don't worry. <laughs> it's okay. So I've got a minute to say what I do. And so you need to be precise, enthusiastic, but not like crazy, which I'm, I'm a little crazy sometimes. But you need to make it just enough of a teaser. So by the time you get down to those 15 floors, they want to know more about oh. you. So... You have to have a good elevator speech and, and every industry you can do, but artists, especially because, you know, it's like, what do you do? And then I'll say, Oh, I, you know, I'm a realist painter of this. Oh, and I paint with my hands or whatever. Oh, I got this show coming up. So you want to teaser, but you know, another thing to do is when you meet that person, like, Oh, well, do you have a card or let me give you my card. Give them two cards oh. and they'll look at you kind of funny and go one for you and one for someone you think would be interested in my work. And you know what they do? A lot of times you can see the light going off in their head. I'm like, oh, you know, Joe. Well, like oh, me Joe. right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Joe would love your work. Oh, my gosh. Okay, thank you so much. That's genius. And fl- make sure you, when you give your card, like my card on the front has um, Shan Fannin, a realist vehicle painter, and has just one image on the front. Then when you flip it over, it has all my information. So as I give it to them, show them, you know, yeah, just this is you know, so-and-so painting, whatever it is. Flip it over. Oh, and this is, you know, my information. Please feel free to sign up for my website. Yeah. You know, whatever. And... The, you've got a connection there, but that awesome. two cards is, it's That's helped. so smart, Shan, because I helped. was just at a mixer for Creative Women, mm-hmm. was it last week or the week before, and I pff, I ran out of business cards, but that yeah. was just me passing out one. I know. And, you know, I'm Keep trying to the- promote this podcast and the magazine and yeah. everything, and, you know, and now I'm like, ooh. Should well, have had more. Well, double. another thing too, um, I uh, like I've got I've got I think four different containers of business cards. I always have them in my car or whatever. Um, another thing I also have uh, usually I don't have it today. I changed purses, but um, a little a little a pad of paper and pencil. Oh, I'm sorry, I ran out of um, cards. Do you mind if I get your email mm-hmm. and then send them? A, hey, it was so wonderful to meet you. You know, just that, you know, you were on my mind. It was a joy, and Aww. you know, and, and and so you've got that one step more of connection, you know, and and um. I I just think networking is so important. It was fun. I was a little nervous walking in there, not knowing anybody. Like I normally go to a lot of events by myself. Like I went when I went and saw you at Art Hop. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, but that was another thing. A lot of the girls were pulling out their phone. They were like, "Oh, I forgot my business card at Uh, home," and I was like, "Ooh, that sucks." Yeah. But 
I, I, it's like I never think of this. Like when I got in, into a fender bender, I did not think about taking pictures with my phone at the time of the wreck. But it's like, we're constantly on our phone, but then the one time I need my phone, <laughs> I don't remember to use it. So like all the girls are like, oh, getting on the Instagram. We were yeah. all adding each other on Instagram, like yeah. right there while we were talking. Yeah. And then by the end of the night or the next day, I was messaging them, DMing them on Instagram. Yeah. Like it was so nice. And now I've like actually have like this rapport with these w- yeah. girls now and we support each other. Like a couple of us, uh, talk and like check in with each other now so you know i mean we're not like bffs or anything but just to know like my little thing babe support babes you know like it was just nice to meet girls that are on our team and wanting to see us succeed and not fail and and then just keep in touch but um speaking of like networking and getting our professionalism on Mm -hmm. what are your professional goals at the moment oh i have some big ones (laughs) Can you tell us? I so one of my goals I just just made it this last week was to get on um, the largest art website in the world. It's called Artsy, and the show oh. that I, yeah, and the show that I'm gonna be in in um, in Florida, um, the Serona Gallery and uh, Poets and Arts Magazine put me on there, which is just yeah, check that baby off, or else, you know, it's awesome. list. yeah, it's amazing. But um, other things I want to do. Um, I want to have, I had a solo show at Amelia Island. Um, most people know Pebble Beach, mm-hmm. which is like the car show in the United States. Amelia Island is like number two. Wow. And so that, when my first solo show was there, um, actually last year and, um, it was amazing. I met a lot of great people, amazing cars. Wow. One of my other goals is to do that. Um, while I go out there, I want to meet Jay Leno. Jay yeah. Leno is, I mean, and, and I have, it's funny. going to be out there? Uh, Seinfeld actually was at Amelia Island. He sold a whole bunch of his Porsche. He collects Porsche. Yeah. Um, Jay Leno, on the other hand, he um, he. The thing I love about him is that he drives the cars he collects. Yeah. He, of course, he has a whole staff of mechanics and you know, things like that. Um, <laughs> he has a whole warehouse. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, another one I want. Um, I'm going to be painting an Arch motorcycle. Arch uh, motorcycle is owned by Keanu Reeves, the oh, movie actor. And so hello. we've already, I've already talked to those people. And so wow. that's coming in the, that's coming in the future. Um, another one I want is, um, I want to be on the front of either a vehicle or an art magazine. I I've been in several art magazines. Like but, mine. Yeah. But, but I'm mine's just a little baby. <laughs> no, but I want to be on the cover. Like I want to be on the cover of American art collector or, mm. you know, so I've got those, you know, the goals. Um, wow. Another one is I want to be one of the best women, female artists in the world. Um, there's another who I just bow down to her. Her name is Cheryl Kelly. Um, she, um, it, it's funny. I, she, she's so good. It, it makes me want to cry. I don't look at her work because I, I, I actually try really hard not to look at other artists that create in my field. I have a lot of artists that I love that are figurative, landscape, um, still life, but I really try to steer away from vehicle art. The reason why is I find that one, it, it, it just kicks me in the heart when it's like, that's so Do you feel like so you compare good. yourself? I do. I do. And, 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 I, and I really try. I know we're so competitive. Artists are so competitive. <laughs> but I, I really try to, um, I, I really want to encourage other, other artists in other fields, but I try to stay away from my field because I don't want to be influenced you know, hey, that's a really great technique. I should try that. No, you know what? No, that's copying that's to me. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, and I've had several people. I had a lady came from um from uh, Houston for my my solo show, and she she was just there. She wanted to look at my technique, and I thought, well, that's a, that's an honor. You know, it's very kind of you. But the same, I think it's like when you it's like when you take a a, a class from somebody, they can teach you a technique, and then. That should be your jumping off point. It well, should be from there. That's where your interpretation comes. Exactly, in. exactly. And so, and I don't want to be influenced. I mean, um, Cheryl, like I said, she is the top artist in the country. I, I mean, to me, it's male and female. She's phenomenal. Hers is what they call hyperrealism, which uh, hyper. My work, I consider my work 90% realist mm-hmm. and 10% me. Got a little bit of me in there. Yeah. Um, hyperrealist would look like a photograph. <sighs> And so, but as an artist, I cannot begin to tell you how hard that is to yeah. do, to do, and the time it takes. And not only that, I find in my, um, just me personally, I'm a perfectionist with everything. I'm constantly <laughs> kicking myself to the yes. curb and my husband, love him dearly, but he's constantly, would you knock off, you know, putting yourself down? And so, yep. oh and God. so, yeah. And so if I look somebody else's work, who's phenomenal, which there's, you know, there's Dan McCreary, there's um, Alan Gorman, there's just phenomenal vehicle artists oh, out yeah, there. Oh yeah, Alan Gorman. I Alan Gorman. He him. does, he also does, um, 
uh, steel structures. I believe he's in Chicago, and he photographs like the L and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, but he does a lot of just wow. complex stuff. And um, yeah, so I try not to. I try not to compare That's myself. A good. All of this is such good like information. I hope everybody. Yeah, I'll be back later. <laughs> I mean, oh, she should sure teach a class. Actually, like, I've been asked that many times. You should, Shan, because you got this in the bag. I got, uh, I've asked that, been asked that. I was like, yeah, I'll just add it to my schedule. <laughs> I know. After I just told everybody how much you already do. What a dork. Foot in mouth. So I wanted to end on the fact that, um, you know, you have this really cool tattoo. We've talked about it in person. Yep. But um, she has a tattoo on her left forearm of, like, several... Two, three, three different, different brushes. brushes. So I've got a dagger brush. I've got a flat brush, and then this is supposed to be a little bit of a, a liner brush. So these are my three favorite brushes that I use all the time. So oh, this cool. one, the the, uh, dagger, the dagger, br- dagger brush is my favorite. But I um, I only have two tattoos. The one one is a. Uh, uh, the opposite of my husband, he has a, a geisha, and I have a samurai because we we love Japan and married a long time, and so yeah, yeah. So I like him, but this is um, this one's for me. I got this this year. Um, I just turned forty eight, and I wanted I wanted something that made me feel. It reminded me how strong. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like we're just talking about you know being self conscious and things like that, but right. um, I really feel that, like I said, I I started this new journey, what three four years ago, mm-hmm. and. I didn't know, I didn't know taking a break in my life would make such a wonderful impact. Like I wrote an article, two piece article, um, earlier in the year for a magazine called Artisan Art and it's phenomenal. And, um, I wanted to look at both sides of the coin. So many people say, well, you need to go to school. You need to get a degree. You need to get a degree. But do you? You know, and nowadays, mm-hmm. how many of us are in debt? My brother just finished. Uh, I have a degree and I'm yeah. not really like working yeah. it, you know? So, so my brother has a, a degree, a master's degree. He just paid off after 20 some years. I mean, yeah. it's insane. So, so, um, so my, my thing was, you know, do you need a degree to be an artist? And so nowadays with YouTube and, um, going oh, yeah. to classes and, and, and just taking all these uh, things, reading books and, and just, there's phenomenal stuff out there that you're, I, I look at it as a life education. You know, mm-hmm. you can go to college and you can take the classes and yes, you get critiques and things like that. But on the flip side, you can watch those YouTube videos and you can go to those um, uh, classes or, you know, I don't know. There's just tons of things that you can do. So those are life lessons that you can learn as well. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I interview people who are in the military, who raise children, who went out into the corporate world and things like that. So like myself, you know, I was the corporate world. I dealt with deadlines and I dealt with magazines oh, and yeah. newspapers and things like that. And so that, you know, got me to where I am now. Yeah. And so... I, I, to me, you know what? An artist is an artist no matter where they've been, no matter how old they are. Right. You know, you can you can have that great degree and be phenomenal, and you can watch those YouTube videos and yeah. be phenomenal. Self-taught. Yeah. The thing, the, the trick is to keep learning, to never Absolutely. ever Always stop. educate yourself. Absolutely. And, and not only that, another one I, I always say is... Um, Take photos if you're if you're a visual artist or or let's say you're a writer or um, you are a cinematographer or whatever. Keep those first paintings like I was saying, like that orange one that drives me crazy. But I can look back on that and, and go, see like you can reference exactly how you've grown as an artist. Exactly, and you know, or you know, as a writer, you know, keep those first, you know, or a poet, or keep those first pieces and refer back to them. You know, five years, ten years, twenty years. Look back, go. You know what? I'm having especially in those days when you're having just a crap day. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I mean, there are times. I, I, I get to these points. Every one of my paintings is like this. I get three fourths of the way done. It stops being fun. The the third first three fourths, it's just like, yeah, I got this. This is awesome. And then that last fourth, of, I look at it and I go, damn, I've got work to do. And it's okay. We got to get serious now. You know, stuff like that. And I think so, it's because I, oh, with your art, you're laying it all out, laying it all it's out. It's fun and at then first. The very last bit, I'm sure it's the final details yeah. and making it as realistic as yeah, possible. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll text my husband. I'll go, hey, how's your day going? I'm like, ah, oh, little tiny brushes. Uh, it's the little brushes. <laughs> Damn you, tiny I know. brushes. I hate you, tiny brushes. <laughs> but it's true that you, you know, you, you get to that point and then so... I tell folks, it doesn't matter your background. It's brought you to where, if you were serving burgers at Burger King, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you've got that passion, you will learn, you know, and get to know other people, not only in your field, but like you were saying with your networking, you know, it doesn't have to be just artists or or editors or things that we can learn from anybody. Absolutely. And like you said, like, even if you're a writer, try taking photos. If you're a painter, 
you know, try writing a, a poem. You know, it yeah. flips and flops. Yeah. But like, that's why. So that's why my podcast is called All the Things because yeah. I feel like I've dabbled in poetry. I've dabbled in short story writing, clay painting, blog writing. Like I just, I don't know. For me, I feel like it's. Like, I have this fine arts degree, and I never really honed in on something specific. Because but you I, are. Because I knew, well, uh, well, that, yeah, but I just knew, like, I couldn't, I wanted to do everything. Yeah. So, but um, but you can learn from every, Absolutely. you can learn something different from all these avenues of art, or e- not even art, you know, but have that project into your art right. later on. Right, and even if you, even if you get to the kick to the curb, and I'm sure you feel that too, where you yeah. apply to some, you know, grant or whatever, and you get kicked to the curb, and you're just so upset, that's a life lesson, that's a learning moment, you know, and, and, um, like I, this last, uh, yeah, earlier this year, I was um, one of the 13 finalists for Art Slant. It was a, a two-month residency in Paris. Oh, yeah, I saw that for and you. And I, yeah. oh, my gosh, out of 13 hours in the world. Oh, I know. It was amazing. And so yeah. I got, I got, uh, I had an uh, interview on the computer and this and that, and they gave it to a poet who wrote about Paris. And mine was, I was going to go and I was going to photograph um, the 24 hours of Le Mans and cars oh. and race cars. And so, oh, yeah, but they really wanted someone that was focused on Paris. And so... I was just devastated, devastated, because my heart, and that was another thing, my heart was just so into it, and then, you know, and then I I came away from it, and I thought, wait a minute, what am I doing? That was 13 hours in the world. Yeah, don't sell yourself short. Oh my gosh. you, I know, I would have done the same thing. I would have focused why they didn't pick me, but, and not on the fact that, yeah, you were one of 13 hours. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and you know, and so, so you know, you mark that up on your resume, you you chalk it up to experience, and you move on, and it's like, so when that good thing comes, you know, it's like, okay. I, I've had kicked down to the curb and I'm, you know, I picked myself up and I dusted myself off. And another thing, I think the winners are the ones that do that. You know, it's so easy to just say, ah, that's it. I'm throwing it in. I'm done. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you just, you just got to dust yourself off. It's just say, like the universe is saying it's not, it it's just not wasn't yet. the right time. And, exactly. and look at it in a positive way. Like exactly. it was meant, maybe it was meant, and I hate, I know people hate that cliche. <laughs> like, it's true. It's I, meant to be, it's meant to be. But I don't think you're ready for it. If, 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 you, yeah, if, you, if you're denied now, that means there's something about you that's not Evol- it hasn't evolved yet. It hasn't matured yet. Right. You know, your, your, your mental state is not there yet, but that's okay. You know, give it time. Try again next year. Like I was saying with that, that, uh, um, business program, I tried three different times, three different years in a row. And I thought, okay, this is it, man. I don't know. Third don't time's know. a charm. <laughs> you know? And then I got that. Oh, oh wow. I'm in. Okay, great. You know? So you just, you just got to keep at it. Yes. Well, wise words for Miss Shan. It has been an awesome pleasure to actually have you come to my house from Austin and, and record this interview. And hopefully y'all really got some good, like I said, tidbits of information just as an artist, like how to market yourself um, and as well as just being inspired by her story as a female realist vehicle painter. So I am going to say goodbye and Shan's going to say goodbye. See you later, guys. Bye, guys. It was a joy. <laughs>